Thanks for listening. For earlier access to these episodes, access to Ask Me Anything sessions, and extended breakdowns of historical and current events, please consider joining our warning premium community by clicking the link in the description to this episode. We live in an age of evolution. We see all around us signs of a degeneracy, mostly amongst the people who have positions of great responsibility in our country. Some observers have said that American democracy has become an idiocracy in the 21st century. Well, let's look at this videotape. As president, I recognize that the woke mind virus represents a war on the truth, so we will wage a war on the woke. We will fight the woke in education. We will fight the woke in the corporations. We will fight the woke in the halls of Congress. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. We will make woke ideology leave it to the dustbin of history. It's gone. This is the central issue animating Ron DeSantis' presidential campaign, his imaginary war on wokeism. He wants to fight World War Woke, whatever that is. It is curious when far-right extremists are asked, what is wokeism, like Bethany Mandel, they can't answer the question. Nobody really knows. But Ron DeSantis wants to have a war because he thinks it's good for his political career. So this is the conversation the American people get. It's small, visionless, and utterly constricted. It doesn't suit the character of the American people, but most importantly, it doesn't suit this fundamental reality. The world is a dangerous place, and it will always be so. This country needs serious leaders, people who have character and integrity and vision and live in reality. Today's an anniversary, the anniversary of D-Day. It ranks amongst humanity's greatest accomplishments and endeavors, the largest invasion in human history, the invasion that would liberate the European continent from Nazi slavery. That war was led by men like Winston Churchill and Franklin Roosevelt. In 1940, Great Britain was alone and it seemed on the edge of defeat. Many people in the United States believe the United States had no role fighting in the war against fascism. Charles Lindbergh and the isolationists who called themselves the America First movement ran wild at home. The Nazis filled Madison Square Garden for a rally of American Nazis. The United States had been an isolationist country for 150 years. When Winston Churchill took to the floor of the British Parliament and gave one of the greatest addresses in the history of the English language at one of the gravest hours in the history of human civilization. I'll say this for Ron DeSantis. He is audacious. Never before has anything so grand and big been made so small and stupid. Ron DeSantis is using the words of Winston Churchill talking about Great Britain's most dangerous hour 
when the Nazi yoke had come down and controlled all of Europe as the foundation of a campaign against wokeism? What's wrong with him? Ron DeSantis is a small man. His pettiness and petulance has cost the state of Florida thousands of jobs and billions of dollars. He's gone to war against the state's largest company because they dared to speak out against one of his policies. His campaign is vengeful, and his philosophy of revenge applied to his political opponents using the power of the state is terrifying. He's no different than Trump. He's just as bad. Ron DeSantis is equally unfit for high office because his character is as equally atrocious. But not every person in politics has atrocious character. Many have vision and love and integrity. One of them was Robert Kennedy. He was 43 years old when he was murdered by Sirhan Sirhan in the Ambassador Hotel after winning the California primary on this date in 1968. His loss was grievous for this country. Something was stolen from us. Listen to Bobby Kennedy speak to a crowd of black Americans on the evening that Martin Luther King was killed, murdered in Memphis, Tennessee. Kennedy was campaigning in Indianapolis. This is the greatest impromptu political speech in American history. In Indianapolis was one of the few places in America that did not burn that night. Listen to Robert Kennedy's words and imagine what could be by thinking about what might have been. Martin Luther King dedicated his life to love and to justice between fellow human beings. He died in the cause of that effort. In this difficult day, in this difficult time for the United States, it's perhaps well to ask what kind of a nation we are and what direction we want to move in. For those of you who are black, considering the evidence evidently is that there were white people who were responsible, you can be filled with bitterness and with hatred and a desire for revenge. We can move in that direction as a country in greater polarization, black people amongst blacks and white amongst whites filled with hatred toward one another. Or we can make an effort as Martin Luther King did to understand and to comprehend and replace that violence, that stain of bloodshed that is spread across our land with an effort to understand compassion and love. Each of us has a role to play in America's story. And that starts by remembering who we are. These anniversary dates are important to remember because they tell the story of who we are. Understanding the death of RFK the great valor that occurred at Normandy, 
all of these things define the world we live in today. Appreciate it. Think big, not small. Not like Ron DeSantis. This isn't who America is. And it never will be. We live in an era where trust has collapsed between the American people and very nearly every single important institution that you could conceivably think to name. CNN has been in the headlines this week for disintegrating the bonds of trust between itself and its audience. Now another venerable organization has self-immolated, destroyed its reputation in an instant. An organization that is almost 100 years old, founded in 1929, an institution beloved by the American people and fans of golf all around the world. The Pro Golfers Association today announced its merger with the government of Saudi Arabia and Live Golf. Their sports washing front to rehabilitate the image of the terrorist financing war criminal Saudi government that killed and dismembered a Washington Post reporter. 15 of the 19 9-11 hijackers were Saudis. And to this day, there are thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of documents that have been kept classified away from the eyes of the 9-11 survivors, the families, and the first responders. If media reports are accurate, it seems that Donald Trump will soon be arrested and charged with mishandling of some of America's most important classified secrets that he allegedly illegally took to Mar-a-Lago. Why did Donald Trump take those classified documents? Or maybe the better question is, why did the Saudi government invest $2 billion into Jared Kushner's investment fund, despite Jared Kushner having no experience whatsoever investing? This isn't a lobbying story. It's an espionage story. $2 billion. $2 billion. From the Saudi investment fund to a man who worked in close proximity to his father-in-law, the president of the United States, and became famous for requesting more classified briefings and information than any other White House official, despite being denied a security clearance early in the administration because he was unfit for the handling of classified information. Shortly after leaving the White House, over the objections of Saudi Arabia's professional money managers, $2 billion is given to Kushner by the crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman. This guy. They're in business together, just like the PGA Tour. Now that Mohammed bin Salman owns that, the PGA Tour is fundamentally in business with the Trump family. Quite a thing for a sport that builds its reputation around values, ethics, and integrity. 
think about it. The PGA Tour is now the Trump Golf Tour. It is the Saudi Golf Tour. What a disgrace. The PGA Tour is as corrupt as the Americans who register and lobby for Saudi Arabia, representing their interests and the despotism of the Saudi regime over American values and basic human dignities and rights. They are as shameful as Purdue Pharma, which for profit helped kill a million Americans by addicting them to OxyContin. And we deal with the ravages of this today in America, where hundreds of thousands die every year from fentanyl, heroin, and the overdoses that come from the epidemic of misery unleashed by a single family for profit. They are as corrupt as the media organizations in this country, like Fox News, who manufacture out of whole cloth division, hate to incite the American people, break the union for billions and billions and billions in profit. They are as corrupt as the technology companies that have preyed on America's children with their algorithms, addicting them to the screens and the short hits of dopamine. They are directly responsible for the rise in childhood depressions, anxiety, and play a leading role in the suicide catastrophe afflicting America's young people. They are as corrupt as the financial industry that beggared the country over and over again over recent decades with banking crisis after banking crisis. Millions of Americans lost their homes, lost their futures, lost their savings. Not a single Wall Street executive went to jail, not during the housing crisis, not during the recent banking failures. Golf is a unique sport. The rules of golf are built on integrity, the values of honor, your word. How can a game built on honor and ethics merge and be partners with and functionally owned by a despotic government run by this guy, the murdering crown prince of Saudi Arabia, Mohammed bin Salman, apparently now fully, completely, and absolutely rehabilitated through the greed and corruption of American avarice. Extraordinary to behold. Today is the day, upon nearly its 100th year of existence, the PGA Tour lit everything it has ever said about itself, about its values, about the integrity of the game on fire. What a tragic day for the legacy of a great sport and the great men and women who have played it. What a tragic, tragic, tragic day for decency, for honor, for sport, and sportsmanship. The PGA Tour has been hijacked. And it's not the first time the Saudis have hijacked an American vessel. What a fucking tragedy.